Welcome to WeChat Divorce, brought to you by My Divorce Solution and hosted by Karen Chalou, Legal Liaison, and Katherine Shanahan, CDFA. Each episode, we sit down with divorce professionals and industry experts to provide insights and frank discussions about real people, real situations, and real divorce to help your family achieve your best life post-divorce. Welcome to WeChat Divorce. Catherine and I are so happy today to welcome author and divorce specialist, Michelle Dempsey-Multak to our podcast today. In this episode, we're going to discuss the moving on mindset. But first, let me take just a couple of minutes to introduce Michelle. Michelle is an author of the soon-to-be-released Divorce Handbook for Moms, Moms Moving On, real-life advice for conquering divorce, co-parenting through conflict, and becoming your best self, as well as a certified divorce specialist coach and co-parenting mom and stepmom. Wow, what a list. Michelle graduated from Hofstra University with a degree in journalism and communication, and then earned a double master's degree in education from Adelphi University. She hosts the weekly podcast, Moms Moving On, and writes regularly for parents, Scary Mommy, and others. A former New Yorker, she now lives in Miami with her husband, daughter, and stepdaughter. Welcome, Michelle. Thanks for being here. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I already know this will be a fun conversation if you're listening. <laughs> I'm here to have a good time. <laughs> Having a good time. When when you have no other choice, you know, embrace it, right? Congratulations on your new book, Mom's Thank Moving you. On. Tell Thank us when it's coming out and tell us a little bit about your journey and a little bit about the book. Yeah, so it'll be out just before springtime. So we can sort of step into spring with some empowerment and good divorce advice. It's basically... In my mind, what to expect when you're expecting, but for divorcing moms, I think well, there's so much out there for how to navigate the legal process or how to date again, but how to actually go through the nitty gritty of every day when you have young children, when you have a spouse who, an ex-spouse who is maybe making your life difficult or who you can't seem to get past when all of your friends are still married. They're still in love. They're still having babies. There was nothing really out there about that. And I basically created it out of like what I would have needed when I first got separated. So I'm so excited to put it out into the world. I'm hoping, you know, if it can help one person, I'd feel good about that. But I know that so much of what I share on Instagram pulls from the book and so many women feel connected by knowing that they're not alone. And so I'm happy to give that. That's amazing. Awesome. You know, you'll help more than one person for sure. And it is always so comforting to know that somebody gets it or someone's been there and, and then somebody's thriving through it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I think it's that, you know, I, I posted something earlier this week on Instagram because I got a lot of messages of like, oh my God, you're amazing. I just want to get to the place that you're at after divorce. And I'm like, well, we need to talk about that. And I need to be open and transparent with you guys about that because it wasn't just like, poof, I got divorced and like manifested this great life. Like I was a big part in the demise of my first marriage. Like I had a lot of my undealt with stuff creep up and sort of like explode all over my ex-husband. And those were issues that I couldn't ignore as I moved forward into this new part of my life. So there's a big part of me that preaches ownership, taking ownership of your stuff, whether it's you stayed in a bad relationship that you knew you deserved better, but 
you didn't know how to leave because you were told your whole life you weren't good enough or you you know acted out in your marriage and caused it to end whatever it is like it's all about taking ownership because that's i think where the part the, the moving on journey begins totally just accepting what was and what you thought it was and what it really isn't and then your part in that is really a hard part i always say to people you know just because the even when your divorce degree is signed signed and just because you were married to someone who wasn't nice to you and people are telling you, just get over it, get on, it just doesn't happen overnight like that. There's a lot of tears right. that are shed, shred, shed, shed along that path. And that's okay. Yeah. It's so cleansing to let it all out. Right. Yeah. So I was hoping, Michelle, on that whole topic, if you could share a little bit about your personal story and journey that created the passion for the work you do, just give us a little behind the scenes peek at what your personal story is. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think people think that my divorce was the catalyst for really coming into this space and trying to help other people through their own divorces and give them the best possible advice for how to raise children through divorce. But it was really my experience as a child of divorce that traumatized me the most, I'd say, because of that experience. I know my my mission in life for my own daughter is so that she never has to feel the way I felt as a child. I was in the middle of a very high conflict divorce that lasted almost 10 years. And it basically was my entire childhood from uh, the time I was eight until I graduated high school. All I knew was a divorce battle. And so I know what it's like to feel it as a child. And that's where I feel so driven to do the work that I do to help moms see that this can be a personal battle that doesn't involve your child. This doesn't have to be a battle at all. This can be just, you know, the disassembling of one life and the start of a brand new one. And everything that I do and everything that I preach really is rooted in my experience as a child. And a lot of times people will say, oh my God, I see your posts. Your ex seems like such a bad guy. I'm like, if you only knew that most of those posts are referencing my own father and what I experienced <laughs> as a kid, you know, don't, don't hate my ex. Like he's not a bad dude. It's more, it's more what I saw as a child and what I had to experience. That's yeah. a hard thing for moms to do is that a lot of times they're so close to their kids and they want to use their kids as their confidant, or they tell them too much because they want their kids to see that they're their uh, other parent isn't the best parent in the world. You know, they're forgetting that it's still their parent, whether it is you, what, whatever your feelings are, they, that's their parent. There's nothing that they can do about that. And the single most harmful thing you can do to a child is try to change their view on their other parent. I don't care how horrendous this other parent treated you. They're still the person you created a life with. And if they are making every effort necessary to love the children you created, to be present for them, even if they're doing it in a way that makes you roll your eyes because there's too much candy and not enough rules involved, whatever the case may be, your child deserves the gift of two parents, right? If they're alive and available to them. And so I think a lot of my mission is helping women separate their anger for their ex, which they're very much entitled to have in most of these cases, all of these cases, from how their children are allowed to feel about their other parent. And, and that's an important thing you bring up because it's not our children's responsibility to carry the weight of our emotions. And, you know, I may think my ex is terrible about being on time 
which he is just like, I'm terrible about being too early because I'm an anxious person. And when, you know, he was late to pick up my daughter from school yesterday by like 30 seconds, my daughter goes like into like crazy mode. She's been daddy pick me up late. And instead of saying my first thought was like, well, yeah, daddy, like it's hard with sticking to timelines. I said, well, babe, we can't always be everywhere on time. We can't always be first. You know, there's, we live in an area that's so much traffic. And she was like, okay, yeah, you're right. So it's checking yourself and not involving your child in your own opinions of their other parent. I think it's one of the best gifts you can give to your children. I know my mom did that for me. And while my father couldn't, I'm so grateful that my mom was the sane one. And, and that's made all the difference in my life. What you did there, though, that's a perfect example. I'm really glad that you gave that because it's a, an example of not only just checking yourself, but what you're doing is you're giving her an opportunity to really realize that it's a safe space for her to vent a little bit about her dad. And you're not going to get on this bandwagon with her and ride that train on the fast way because rah, rah, Bella finally agrees with me. And now we can complain about his tardiness all the time. You just provided that space and you provided a solution or another way to look at, you know what, he's doing the best he can today. This is what he's doing and today. I and that's such a, that's the gift to her because I know my kids are older and I went through my divorce when they were a little older, but it's really hard to do. And, and a lot of times now they don't even want to mention their dad's name when they're with him. They don't want to mention my name to him. And that's probably because we showed some anger along the way that made them uncomfortable. So I love, but that. it's great that's that you the, can, that's the ownership I'm talking about. I made that mistake kids. And you know what? I'm sorry that it's led to this space for you where you feel you can't be open about your relationship with the other parent. That was very much how my childhood was. And, and that's exactly what I don't want for Bella. What I don't want for her is to think one parent is better than the other. Of course, like as a mom, you're like, oh, she loves me more. That's great. <laughs> but it's also not healthy. And if the tables were turned, mm -hmm. I wouldn't like that very much. So I literally turn it around and say, you know how mommy sometimes can't get to gymnastics on time because of X, Y, and Z. It's the same thing. Like I have to for every complaint she might want to come to, to me about her other parent, I have to show her that I'm just as imperfect. So she doesn't feel that she has to do this to align with me in some sort of way. Yeah. Nor does she have to put herself in that space of being judged about whatever her feelings are. I, right. you know, I think that to your point, that's a great gift. My kids are smaller too. And I learned fairly quickly that even if they were angry with their father about something, it didn't mean that there was any space for me to affirm that anger to your point, you know, that's you a really just great let them tidbit. have that yeah. space <laughs> and, you know, there's not a lot you can say because the moment you go down that pathway with them is the moment they get defensive and they don't feel safe anymore. So. And there is a lot of power. And I think what people don't realize there's a fine line between validating our children's emotions about their other parent and aligning with them. And what we want to do is validate, say, mm -hmm. hey, yeah, I know it made you feel sad when you were the last one to get picked up, but here are some tools to help you process that feeling instead of saying, I know it made you feel sad and yeah, daddy sucks. You know, that's right. There's a fine line, which mm -hmm. I know that you're walking that fine line with me and it can be really powerful to say you're allowed to feel that way, but just because you feel that way doesn't make the other parent a bad person, or it doesn't mean they don't love you. It just means they're not perfect, just like you, just like me. 
and and that's important. You know, it's funny. This is making me recall a memory. You know, like I said, my kids were older and my son was in high school, so we didn't really set up a set parenting plan. I just kind of let it unfold. So my ex was going to pick him up every Friday from school after football. And I can remember very quickly into this arrangement, JT calling me and saying, okay, mom, you need to start picking me up on Fridays because dad's always late. And that's the night they want to get back home and get ready to go out. And without saying anything, I just said, fine, because I knew that he was always late. I pivoted myself to pick him up on Fridays because quite frankly, if we stayed married, I'd be doing that anyway. You right. know, so it's the right. same type of thing. So and and it created no chaos or anything. And I just said, I'm picking him up on Fridays because it made it made him happy, my son happier, you know, and he didn't stress about waiting. And you know what? It didn't really impact my life in a negative way in any way. So I just did it. You yeah, know, so sometimes that. when you can make those little pivots and those little changes, as if you would have done if you stayed married, then you can accept it a little easier. That's what I feel a lot of people have a, a lot of women, I think, have a hard time with. Like you know, we talk about setting emotional boundaries in order to be able to move on. And it's really important. Like you have to get to a place where your ex's actions don't emotionally affect you anymore. Otherwise you may as well have still stayed with them. I, I shared something this week because I'm dealing with an autoimmune issue and I have a bad knee joint and I can't be as physical as usual. My ex offered to come over and we're trying to teach Bella how to ride a two-wheeler. So he offered to come over and help her learn on my day freaking great. Like, I don't have the physical capacity to do that right now, nor do I want to because she's really <laughs> scared on her bike. And I also think it's really cute to have her dad teach her how to ride her bike. Mine didn't do that for me. My mom had to try. I remember like my mom and my nanny, like out in the middle of the street, like yelling at me in Spanish <laughs> to like ride my bike. And I was like, ah, you know, so I wanted her to have that experience. So anyway, I posted about it and people are like, how, how could you let him come in on your time? He should be doing that on his time. Well, yeah. If I treated my life like, you know, and I, I could tell you in the past, my attitude would have been, you can do it on your day, but I'm in a really different mindset now, which is, fuck, I'm so lucky to have an ex-spouse who loves our daughter. I could not be present for her in that moment because of my health issues. He offered to be there. Of course, I'm going to drop that boundary for a second. I think the emotional boundaries we draw, which is, it's like a hamster wheel, right? Like if I'm emotionally disconnected from you and your actions, I am going to let you come in and cross this physical boundary because it's not going to affect me emotionally. I'm not going to sit there saying what an asshole coming in and ruining my day on my time. I'm going to be able to see it from a different lens. And so I think that's where people get a little stuck in this, you know, this is my time and I'm setting a boundary, but that's coming from an emotional place. So once you can set the emotional boundaries and disconnect and really fully move on and see this person as just your child's other parent, it's like a whole second part of your life begins. I love that. I say that with dinner, you know, everyone used to complain about, you know, their the the spouse wanting to come get their child on a night that wasn't theirs for dinner because they were in town for business when they're going to be traveling a different day. And I could remember being really sad at first when my dinner plans, because I was that mom that cooked every night, that they were all being disturbed. And then very quickly, I learned that, hey, hell, this is awesome. I don't have to cook tonight, you know, and it became like something I enjoyed because it was my free night of cooking. And he got to go spend, even if it's only an hour with his dad, that should have been my time, but I didn't really need that my time. You know, it was more about what was convenient. And then it ended up working to my benefit. 
Absolutely. And it's great that you could see it that way. You know, I, I know it's hard for a lot of people because they feel so hurt by their exes that why should I give them whatever they want? And, and once you're able to look at it from like, it benefits your kids, you know, them having dinner with us is, is an ego thing. Like we want our time with them. We want to have <laughs> dinner with them, but the benefit is they're not going to see their dad. So let's, let's give the dad the time and our kids feel, you know, equally loved and all of that. So I just, my mission is to help women get to a place of that because as a control freak, I'm a control freak and I'm type A and I can be very rigid. I had to work really hard to get to this place. The first couple of years of my divorce was not like this. I was very by the book and very like, stay in your lane, don't come into mine. And we argued over every little thing. And now that I think we're past that point, at least for the time being, I feel a lot calmer and happier because Bella's calmer and happier. (laughs) That's right. And I think to your point, Michelle, you're, you're describing what is a journey. Like once you get divorced and you start the co-parenting plan and it becomes a journey that, you know, you can wake up every day and do better and be better. So in that space, what do you find is the most frequent divorce advice for women that you give when they're starting that journey or embarking on that journey? That what's now is not your forever. Like what you're feeling right now, like I could tell you five years ago, I was mad, angry, frustrated, resentful, driven by ego, thinking of, you know, but it's the principle What's now is not forever. The way you feel right now, post-separation, the way your co-parenting relationship is right now or parallel parenting relationship, because it's very hard to co-parent in the beginning, whatever that is right now is not going to be the same for all eternity. Like you said, it's a journey and journeys have twists and turns and flat tires and you run out of gas and all sorts of things. And then you figure it out, you fix the problem and get back on the journey. And so I think that's, that's the best way. That's the best advice I can give. And, you know, you're going to hit rough patches. We hit rough patches in our post-divorce parenting journey. And I know that it's just a patch. I know that this does not mean it's going to be bad for the end of time. I know it means we have to work through whatever snarl we're in right now and, and get through it to get to the other side. So, you know, not sort of generalizing the ugliness of it right now or the pain of it right now for what it's going to be forever is probably the best piece of advice I can give. That's a great one because it's true. We all lose our patience and you just want to get to the other side. You just want to get to where it's easier or a realization of everything comes to fruition or, but to get there is such a self-rewarding journey. If you can give yourself that patience and let the course play out the way it's supposed to play out. And a lot of times I think you have to realize that You know, a lot of people will say they want to be hard on their spouses because they're not around for the kids or they travel too much and they're not doing this. You have to remember that just because you got divorced is not why that is occurring. You know, don't blame everything on because you're divorced. This is what's happening. You have to realize that's probably a relationship that you were in and it still would have occurred if you stayed married. So now it's your opportunity to change that by not having so much resentment or anger, just mm-hmm. creating your new norm can be very exciting if you embrace that. I agree. I know there are a lot of women out there who were angry at me yesterday because I posted something about when you can start looking at your ex instead of the ex you're mad at as your child's other parent, the second part of your life begins. And a lot of people said, well, you're not you know, a therapist and you can't tell me 
that I can't be angry. And I'm like, whoa, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm saying be angry over here, be a present parent over here and understand that they're two totally different things. Like your relationship with your ex is a totally different thing than your child's relationship with their other parents. So yeah, listen, it is not easy. And there are unfortunately some women that I work with and who follow me and who I've spoken to that have really endured some terrible, terrible trauma in their marriages. And I respect that. And I couldn't even imagine that type of pain and having to put it aside for my child, but it's worth the work for your child. So what are some of your top divorce tips for doing that? Therapy. I can't praise it enough. Therapy has changed my life. It has made me a completely different person. And the person I always, I never even thought I could be, honestly, I just was so rife with issues from my childhood that I just thought, well, this is it. This is as good as it gets. And it really helped me see that. It helped me see where I needed to take accountability, which has enhanced all parts of my life as a mom, as a friend, as a daughter, as a sister, as a new wife. So therapy, I think is just fantastic because it's going to bring things up in you that you didn't realize were there that you're going to want to work on before you move forward. And then I think it's also just not looking at at your divorce as this bad thing that happened, looking at it as an opportunity for growth and for a new beginning. I'm a big fan of new beginnings. Like I think they're amazing. I think it's really exciting anytime you start a new job or you meet a new friend or you meet a new person to date. Like new beginnings are great. And this opportunity means you can create a whole new life for yourself that half the married population doesn't get to do that. So you do. And taking it in stride, I think day by day, not making every issue the end of your world, just tackling it like whack-a-mole, you know, one you're going to hit one and another one's going to come up and then you're going to deal with that. And you're going to keep going and just removing yourself emotionally as much as you can from those issues. I think that's where it all starts. And that's what's been most helpful for me and the women that I work with one-on-one. Yeah. I just, before I spoke with you guys today, I had, I was working with a client and I pointed out that she's so fixated on the actions of her ex that it's affecting her new relationship. And she was like, oh my God, I just had a breakthrough. Like I really just have to emotionally separate. And I'm like, yeah. And it's just, you know, little by little understanding these things and and doing the work that you need to move forward. Well, I okay. think we need to bring the whack-a-mole to the Mrs. To Me Summit. I forgot I would about love the whack-a-mole. I'm so good at that. <laughs> I will man the station and I will stand there with tickets and give prizes because that. that's literally how... That's, this is my co-parenting life, right? Like I get all of Bella's stuff ready to go to her dad's. I feel like a freaking champ. She's got the lunchbox. She's got the ice packs. She's got the soccer stuff. She's got her books. She's got the library book she has to return. She has all of it. And I drop it off and I'm driving home and I feel like, and then I get a text. You forgot her favorite scrunchie. And I'm like, oh, here we go again. Okay. (laughs) Back on the grind. You know, like it's always going to be something. And that's just life. They reminds me, you know, I'm a, I'm still a hand note written girl. I love hand notes. I'll put them on my bulletin board. I was going through some old stuff for the kids, things that I've saved. And there was a journal my Danielle and I used to keep when she was little. She was going through some bullying things and feeling sad. So we started journaling each other while she was at school. And so this one page on her journal was like, and you're the meanest mom ever because you made me wear this ugly dress. And all the kids are telling me this dress is ugly. It's because you made me wear it this morning. Oh, it was all about the dress. 
Oh my God. Kids are so mean. I can't. I, that's a whole nother topic. I hate it. Yeah. Having that scrunchy that day. She would have been. No, but that's some people will say, well, gives her character. Like, let her go without the scrunchy. And I haven't, you know, my daughter's anxious and she's sensitive. And if that scrunchy is going to make her day a little bit easier, I am on my way to get it and bring it to her dad's. And thank God he lives like half a mile away because otherwise it'd be a very yeah. different story. <laughs> That's so true. So speaking of the Mrs. Tamise Summit, Michelle, you will be one of our speakers at the 2022 Mrs. Tamise Summit in Hilton Head, South Carolina. We are so, so very excited. excited. It's yes, going to so be excited. amazing. So let's talk about a little bit about the summit and for all people who are ready to embark on the journey of becoming your best self after divorce. I'm sure we'll be talking more about these topics and you will. Let's talk a little bit about the summit so that people will know what it is and what we're doing. Catherine, maybe you want to take that. Actually, our whole conversation and actually even your book, which I think will be released the week before. So it's perfect yeah. timing for that. It's about, you know, seeing what others have gone through or being able to relate to other women. And it's not a bitch session come and we're having a support group. This is not what this is. This is come together, meet new friends, get inspiration from fabulous speakers like Michelle and really feel like, okay, I've got this or divorce is not defining who I am. It's just a part of my story, but it's not my entire story. Let's and just call it what it is, Catherine. What? It's the ultimate girl's trip for divorced oh. women. I like that. I'm excited to speak, but I'm just excited also to be around this energy. Like, I love that you guys put this together. Yeah, it's going Thanks. to be great. And I, who doesn't want a girl's trip away with other girls who are in your same space? <laughs> so you really understand each other and really will have a lot of fun. And where else do you want to be but on the beaches of Hilton Head? The hotel never been the there. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. It. I mean, yeah. I'm lucky I get to live here and call this my happy place, but hopefully after that, everybody else will call it their happy place too. So it's going to be a lot of fun. You get a swag bag with great items inside that swag bag. I'm hoping that there's one for me saved. <laughs> <laughs> and Michelle, um, you'll be doing a book signing, right? It'll uh, be your my new book? first book signing. I'm oh, so excited. Yay. I'm yes. so excited. You know, with COVID and my publishers based in New York City and the limitations that have been placed on them in terms of setting up book signings, it's it's been rough. That's a big part of the new book process and their hands are still tied, unfortunately, in that regard. So to have the opportunity in person to hand somebody my book and say, hey, like, I think chapter six is going to be great for you. Here's my email. Let me know if you want to go through it in depth. Like, I'm, I'd love to be able to have that opportunity. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah. if you buy a ticket, you get invited to a private Facebook group now mm -hmm. until uh, March 25th, the weekend of the event. But I would love to explore one of your chapters in, in our little Facebook Live and bring yeah. a question to one of our ticket holders. That would be so fun. Yeah, I love Absolutely. that. I wonder what yeah. chapter is good for me. Probably. Let all me, them. wait, let me, let's see. <laughs> I'm going to go with. Uh-oh. Hold on. All at once or nothing at all. The full reinvention. Oh, I like that. That's, that's going to be the one for you. Okay. I'm writing yep. it down. Okay. All okay. at once or nothing at all. I'm going to write about this in my journal. Love it. So to get tickets, you can go to www.mydivorcesolution.com. Go to the events page. There's a full rundown of the entire event. If you want to email us about it, email us at hello at mydivorcesolution.com. 
And Michelle, talk to us a little bit about how listeners and viewers can learn more about you and your work. So I'm on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey. My website is momsmovingon.com. And there you'll find access to my podcast. We're a top 100 self-improvement podcast. I bring on divorce experts, mental health professionals, the occasional Bravo celebrity, just to really educate, empower, and inspire. Uh, we talk about everything from the legal process to the emotional moving on part to just inspiring stories. And I have a membership community and within that community, we're now developing an app feature. So I'm really excited about that and all sorts of resources for moms moving on. The book is available for pre-order. If you just Google moms moving on book, you'll find it. And you can always email me at info at momsmovingon.com if you want to work one-on-one -on -one or join one of my group workshops. Amazing. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. So Thank this you. concludes this episode on the Moving On Mindset Podcast with Michelle Dempsey. Thank you, Michelle, for a great conversation. Thank you for having me. Are you ready for self-redesign as you turn the page on your divorce? If so, we would love for you to join us at our next Mrs. To Me Summit in person this March for connection, self-realization, and inspiration throughout your divorce journey. Our weekend Mrs. To Me Summit harnesses the collective wisdom, experience, and energy of divorce experts, giving you the confidence and tools you need to create a better life post-divorce. This year, you'll be hearing from our lineup of professional, inspirational, and experienced divorce experts, including Michelle Dempsey-Maltak, author of Moms Moving On, and Wendy Sterling of The Divorce Rehab. Tickets are selling out, and we don't want you to miss this weekend of community and self-growth. Head to our website, mydivorcesolution.com, for Mrs. To Me information and tickets. We hope to see you there. Thanks for joining us for another episode of WeChat Divorce. We hope this episode was informative and supportive on your divorce journey. If you are looking for more support and guidance for navigating the divorce process with confidence and clarity, head over to our website at mydivorcesolution.com for more podcast episodes, divorce events, and tools for your journey ahead. We'll see you back here for our next episode.